All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. The lead? The lead. The lead. Uh, in case you couldn't tell by that, we are running low on ideas today. We're in the dog days. Dog days because the Oilers have two days off between games. Uh, Tyler Mulek, late as usual. A big yes. guy. Show starts at 12.01. It's 12... 12.02. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Almost Adam. Uh, welcome <laughs> into Oilers Nation every day. Thursday edition of the show. Live from the Sports Closet Studio. Live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Blank project is in. I'm going to blindly throw this up on the screen and hope it's appropriate. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Edmonton must be the city of second chances because the Oilers look like they aren't looking back now. Absolutely. They are not looking back right now. Uh, giddy up. You should, should put that on all the signs. The city of second chances. Sure. I mean, the Oilers are certainly the team of second chances, never hesitating in the past to uh, to do that, mm-hmm. but not exactly something I want to get into today. Uh, Davin is in Skillscom tonight. Whoop, whoop. I, I wonder what they'll do this year. Well, last year they did the dog thing. Oh, yeah, they did the dog oh, race. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Uh, the Oilers are usually pretty good at doing, you know, a little Bird bit race. of outside the box stuff here. Everyone with a bird. One end of the ice to the other. Falconry. Yeah. See who can call the eagle to their arm. You ever, you ever grab? Have you ever had no, a, a bird line no. on you? I love birds of prey, yeah. but I respect them. I stay at a safe distance. When I was a, a young man, I used to go to the uh, the owl sanctuary. I don't know where it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they used to allow you if you uh, I used to donate money to it. Okay, also, I just want to, you know, you tell the story. And when you got there, if you wanted to, you could have, they'll put a little glove on or whatever, and yep. a bird would come and land on you, and mm-hmm. you would feed the bird. I did it with, I only did it with owls. But it was quite, quite an experience. When you say as a kid, you went to the owl sanctuary. Yep. How many times? We would go, we would go every summer. Okay. So I, not I like a, you were going like every month to the no, owl sanctuary. No, no, no. It was like a summer activity I would do with my grandparents. But you see, I had to ask. You gotta ask and, a question. And that's that tells you everything you need to know right I, there. I'll grab a picture for that one too. Uh Naeem is in and says they announced a rematch of the dog race. Hell yeah. Can you post betting odds for Lenny? I think he won last year. Um, yeah, Reagan says Lenny's ready to defend. So uh, <laughs> if you are going to the skills comp tonight, I am not. You are not. No. We have our Oilers Nation staff Christmas party tonight. January 4. The best time of year to have a Christmas. Also, I got an Apple Watch. 
Anyone know? I lost mine. Okay, but this is also so just with me, I can't get used to it. Yeah. It's kind of like driving me nuts. I might take it off. You can't find yours, but you can hear it. <laughs> it's a basement somewhere, and I'll I'll just be sitting there, and all of a sudden I'll get a text and I'll hear it vibrate, but I can't find it. The buzzer thing, I can't find it anyway. It's ridiculous, but it's in my basement. I feel like I'm being teased. Because you can hear it. I can hear hanging, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's in the couch, but I can't find oh. it in the couch. Vegas claims Tobias Bjorn fucked. Really? Vegas, Liam. It went that far through. Oh, fuck. That's a really good point. Apologies for the F-bomb. I'm just so surprised by what Liam just told me. Um, yeah, you're right. Like They are. Do they do it by points percentage? They have to, right? Uh, I would assume. Vegas, so one, two, three, like four, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ninth. Which is also surprising. We can dig into that in a little bit. Yeah, but still, the fact he made it that far, like, how does no rebuilding team? Minnesota has like ninety injuries. If you're Minnesota, why would you not be like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll take a stab at him for a little bit? If you're any team, what is he? Twenty two years old. Chicago has no defenseman. The Sharks just lost Matt Benning for the whole year. Yeah, that's that's a big one. That sucks for him. Shout out Matt Benning. Wow, I can't believe that. And that's very surprising considering like. What's his name? Jason Magna. Magna, yeah. Made it to Chicago. I would imagine it's like bottom three. Yeah. Um, Mulek says it's current standings, uh, not points percentage. Still, they're sixth highest. So like a lot of teams. He cleared through a lot of hockey teams. That is surprising, man. We I feel like we've done enough this year just on our pregame shows of like looking at other teams' blue lines. I mean, like, there's a bunch of guys there I don't really recognize. Um, but anyways, there you go. There's some news for the date. Bias Bjornfot. Cool name. He's uh, on his way from L.A. to Vegas. Brant Clark expected to be recalled by uh, the L.A. Kings and get into the lineup. Uh, rich get richer. That blue line's getting better with Brant Clark coming up if he's ready. Another thing, too, just uh, to add to this little conversation, Brant Clark, great player. Also glad he's now out of junior because Bo Aiki has a chance, although Bo Aiki is injured, so that doesn't help him. But mm-hmm. either way, um, Bjork, Strand, Bjork, what's his name? Bjorn Fott. Bjorn Fott. TB. Um, TB, there you go. Why wouldn't a team just claim him and then you have the option to trade him? Well, I'm sure the LA Kings, where you put a guy on waivers, you call. Yeah, but like if you get, um, say you're Anaheim, mm-hmm. you play him for a little bit, maybe a bit, you can, he proves that he can be a top four guy or something like that, right? And then it's like, okay, we'll give, we'll trade him for a fourth. You know yeah, what I mean, like you just the contract when like the trade deadline gets a little bit closer. Second year on a deal on his deal too, so you could keep it till next deadline, yeah. and who knows what he turns into, right? I think a lot of contending teams want those deals. Yeah. Evidently, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, crazy. I can't believe that happened. I'm not. Wow. I'm. I, I, we say this. I don't think the Oilers needed him. That's oh god, no. They. they you want, have Philip Broberg. Yeah. Philip Broberg is your Tobias Bjorn Fott. There's no point, but like teams, like very shocking. Like New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Dougie Hamilton's gone for the edge. You don't think they want a little bit more depth on that blue line? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. But I mean, the counter would be like, is that I don't a even piece, know how much right? money they have, but yeah, that too. Um, all right, here's what's coming up today on the program. We got a new Sherwood Ford giant question to get to. Some Oilers talk. We're gonna be joined by former NHLer Michael Delzato. Ooh. Yeah, he's gonna be by in about 22 minutes, which means in about seven. 15 minutes, we should probably start just trying to run a professional program. Yeah. Want to make a good first impression on this guy. We can't be talking about, I'm just going to say this one time in the chat, can't be making any edging jokes if when Michael Dell's auto swings by, okay? Everyone on their best behavior. No edging jokes until, but you can make them for the next 12 minutes. Yeah. You guys got 12 <laughs> minutes. Go nuts. Get it? Go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're done. You're cut off. Best behavior. Um, Calvin Pigger, no Zach Cassian still. You're telling us. Once he, once he starts texting us back again, you look out. You look out. Uh, Gina's in over on the on the Facebook chat. Hi, guys. Do you think the Oilers make a trade? No. Um, not, not right now, but eventually. <laughs> I don't know, man. We shouldn't have set off the chat like that. That was a mistake. Anyways, let's get into some hockey talk, Liam. It is the reason we're here. It is what I believe to be the reason people tune in to this show every day at 1201 to 12.03 Mountain Time. Um, but the Oilers made some news yesterday. Dylan Holloway activated off of LTIR and promptly sent back down mm-hmm. to the Bakersfield Condors. <laughs> Our pal, Bob Stoffer saying Bobby. he wouldn't be surprised if Dylan Holloway plays a little bit of center down in Bakersfield. This is 
the slam dunk right decision. Don't even think twice about it kind of move for me. First off, Sam Gagne is coming back on Saturday. You want Sam Gagne to play. It's a very easy swap to put Gagne in one of Ernie or Brown out. With Dylan Holloway, the way that top six is humming along right now, there's not a top six spot for Dylan Holloway. No. Also, he hasn't played hockey in like two months. Send him down to Bakersfield. Why would you want him to get back up to speed playing seven to nine minutes a night on the fourth line of the Oilers when you could send him down to Bakersfield? He could play 20 minutes a night, get some confidence. And when he comes back, not only is he 100% healthy, but he's gotten some puck touches. He's gotten in some game reps. He's gone through game day prep a couple of times. I think this is the right move. Um, sending him down to Bakersfield. Were you? Su- we'll talk about the center thing. We'll just mm-hmm. park that. Were you surprised they sent him down to Bakersfield? No, I think that's the right place for him. Just to, you got to get up to game speed. It's difficult to tell. And see following now. So I'm good with him. With the Oilers right now, quite frankly, the team's playing uh, pretty well. Where do we go? We're just gone. Oh, oh, maybe we're uh, okay. We'll keep humming along. I think oh, surprise internet. Uh, yeah, I, I the center thing is interesting to me because I think it shows to what the Oilers could be thinking, not like long, long term with Dylan Holloway, but this season with Dylan Holloway, they have a clear cut need to go get a bottom six centerman. Mm. You could. Honestly, make the case they probably need two if Ryan McLeod's going to be a winger. So if you're going with, we need two centermen before the deadline, why not try and take a stab that Dylan Holloway could be one of them? He skates like a demon. He's not afraid to be physical. I think the Holloway thing, giving him reps at center, I'm not overly optimistic it's even going to work out, so to speak. No, but I like the attempt. I think the attempt shows good thinking. I think, I think the good thing about Holloway is, is that he's not too far removed from playing center at a competitive level. Like he did it his entire time at Wisconsin, I believe. He did it a lot when he was in the AJHL with the Oaks Oilers, which is promising. So I think it's a, a smart idea to at least experiment with it while you got some time here. And you know what? Like if he gets to the NHL and it doesn't work, they have the backup. Like you can just play Derek Ryan there, right? For the time being. Yeah, and, and Holloway flipping back to the wing. He's yeah. comfortable there, whatever. Yeah, like it, it doesn't matter too much. And hey, if you want to keep like that third line somewhat intact and like maybe keep Yanmark on it, he can play center too. So like, do you always have options to experiment with this, which I think is uh, is promising. But I would still, if it doesn't, I still might go out and get a third line center either way, to be honest. I'm getting a third line center, even yeah. if Dylan Holloway comes in and performs up to whatever level. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a good experiment to go through an interesting little process. I think it shows some insight into what they think about their roster and the roster construction at this point. Um, but Dylan Holloway going down to Bakersfield where his numbers over the last little bit are absolutely spectacular. When yeah. he goes down, he produces, right? So again, get that confidence up before you fully bring him up uh, into the lineup. Just looking at the uh, the schedule. Oh. What? Oh, we're fixing the internet. Oh, we're doing. <laughs> Just looking at the schedule for the condos. They have San Jose on the road, back-to-back games this weekend. <laughs> and then they have uh, San Jose, the Barracuda. And then they're in Bakersfield the weekend after. So it's not like he has to go for too far away. I don't. Did they say how long he'll be down there for? Because this no. isn't a condition instant. This nope. is he's he doesn't need waivers. You can send him yeah. down. Yeah. Um, Derek Ryan is in. Okay, and says Kane back in the top six for the playoffs. Why you no? But I think that's fair. I talked about this yesterday when I was on Gregor's show. Um, you to succeed in the playoffs, you need Evander Kane playing at his best. Yeah. And if Evander Kane's going to play at his best, it's going to be on Leon Drysaddle's wing. Maybe, but I just think they're like, it's an interesting debate to have right now because I think Fogel and McLeod have clearly shown that they can, they play better with dry saddle than Evander mm-hmm. Kane has this season. I just don't see, I think, you know, things are going to change. These lines aren't going to be the same on, for the rest of the way, but like, totally. but now like, I don't really care if Evander Kane plays in the top six. And oh, for I, now I don't care. I just yeah. want him to be a productive player for them. And I, I think he has been these last couple of games. Davin says lots of games between now and then. Final buzzer had an interesting one. Um, 
<laughs> Final buzzer. Peterson is a good center field center fielder center in Bakersfield. Uh, I'm a. It's got a big goal last night. Yeah. So here's where it's interesting for me is with calling up Peterson. He's very clearly lower on their depth chart than, you know, Gagne, obviously yeah. the regular names like Hamlin. Jan, Mark and Ryan. He's lower on their depth chart than Hamblin. He's lower on their depth chart than Ernie. <clears throat> and now he's lower on their depth chart, potentially at the center position, lower than Dylan Holloway. So, you know, you need a lot of injuries for that to work well. And one thing that has worked against Peterson is the fact that James Hamblin came up and gave you solid minutes. If James Hamblin would have came up and been a bust, and not been able to keep up, not been able to be solid defensively like he ha- has been for the most part, mm. then Lane Peterson's probably already up here playing 4C. But the fact that the guys above him, and credit to Adam Ernie, who's really turned it around, the guys above Lane Peterson are all playing good. So as much as I would like to see Lane Peterson get a look at the 4C spot, there's no reason to do it. Just like there was no reason to shoehorn Holloway into a winning lineup right now, right? Like if the Oilers had lost... If they were five and five in their last 10, I think there's a bit more of a sense of urgency to be like, we got to get Dylan Holloway in the lineup. I don't see that right now. With with Lane Peterson? Yeah, like there's just no reason to mess with anything. I would just keep him down there. Six in a row. I don't think he's too too far removed from coming back from injury too, if I'm remembering correctly. So again, similar to Holloway, you got to let him get his feet moving a little bit here. Like I said, big goal last night, big comeback win for the... uh, for the condos yesterday. Um, what was I going to say? James Hamlin? No. I wonder... I like him. I think he had a post last game. Was it last game or whatever? But like, he might need to produce a little bit more too. A, a bit of both. Like yep. He hasn't just hasn't done a lot in the last little bit. But also when it was like him, Gagne, and Ryan, that, those three seem to have quite a... Quite a good mojo together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Mulek, what trade deadline option would bring us closer to uh, to the Stanley Cup? I think that is a um, you know interesting question. We're still seven weeks away. Like we talked about this with Frank yesterday. Like so many teams just not really committed to being sellers yet, and it's hard to even pinpoint which ones will. Like if you just look in the Western Conference right now, okay, you have the three obvious ones that are going to sell off, <clears throat> but then Minnesota. Minnesota. Frank's high on Minnesota. You <laughs> the Joe Biden, Joe Biden thing. Yeah, that's Minnesota. <laughs> I think they could be buyers or sellers. I think they could yeah. go either way. Frank's high on them. I'm not. I think they're incredible. high on the wild. He still thinks they're going to get back in it. I don't fully agree with that. I think, listen, sometimes there are seasons where you just get bit by the injury bug real hard and you never recover. And they have like six guys out of their lineup right now. Three of their best players out of the lineup. They just might not get back in it. Calgary, good lord, who knows? There's just so many wild cards. Like I still kind of think it might be Edmonton and Seattle. If I had to put money on it right now, I think it's Edmonton and Seattle. And listen, I don't really want to believe in the Seattle Kraken at all. <laughs> but if Joey Decord's going to be this guy, then that's going to go a long way. They need scoring. Big time. But now they've almost been the opposite of what they were last year, where they had a high shooting percentage and they got like 40 goals from Jared McCann and all this stuff. Now you can almost look at their roster and be like, okay, a lot of these guys who are consistent 20, 25 goal guys are ice cold. They're going to, they should wake up at some point. Yeah. It's a bit like what the Oilers went through in a way, right? Yeah. There's just less upside there. Like, yeah, I love that blue line though. It's just kind of tough to play against. It is. Yeah. Like Adam, Adam Lawson, Vince Dunn's a great player. He's mm-hmm. kind of turned it up. Brian Dumlin's not bad. A lot of cup experience there. Who's the other guy they have? Jamie Alexiak. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, I like their blue line. Will Borgen's a good D man. Yeah, he's like he an under talked about guy that I think he's sneaky tough to play against. Who did they just add? Oh, Tata. Thomas Tata. Thomas Tata. Uh, the Predators are going to go as far as UC Soros drags them. And like when he's, you've seen it, the games he struggles, they're done. And I know he hasn't been great this year, but like if Soros cranks it up and goes 925 the rest of the year, the Preds are probably going to get in. If that doesn't happen, I don't see him getting in. Arizona, I want to like him real bad. I just, at some point, that blue line's going to get exposed, man. How about that suspension? The Jason Sucker suspension? Do you see that? That's bullshit. What a joke. Nick Cousin is such a rat. I hate that guy. That's twice in the past month that Nick Cousins is like done something 
an and done something dirty. Yeah, and then aggravated someone, and then they felt the punishment from it. Yeah, like you could say, hey, that hit on Valamaki was so dirty. He was on his knees. Like I can't believe he and got on away his with knees it. for three strides, man. Yes, it was crazy. I couldn't Ridiculous. believe that one. But it just shows how much of a joke uh, player safety is. Because yeah, it the thing that bugs me is like you look at it and they they just take the incident. Like they'll just like look at Zucker and be like, maybe Zucker's was a suspension, but it shouldn't. What was it? Three games. They both should have been three games. They both, I think, cousin should have been suspended longer. Did he get? He didn't get anything, right? No, nothing. Not even a hearing. That's ridiculous. But so they don't take it as if like the situation, right? They take that play. Yeah, it's wrong. The NHL mm-hmm. is bad in so many ways. The All Star Game is one of them. All right, uh, one more comment here, and it's: uh, Did you see the Canucks are currently Stanley Cup favorites? I think if you go, really? if you go off money puck, <clears throat> they have the Canucks at eleven point two percent, the Hurricanes at eleven point one percent, Panthers next, Devils next, Oilers next. Oilers at five on their on the under money the puck. Devils. Yeah, but see, and their calculations though sometimes are weird. Like I think the New York Rangers are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Money Puck has Toronto, New Jersey, Florida, and Carolina above them, which Florida, New Jersey, and who? Carolina. Carolina. I don't have any of those teams above the Rangers. Carolina has no goaltending. New Jersey has no goaltending. Florida might have goaltending. Florida's yeah. good. Florida's in the conversation. Toronto, I don't know, man. Their blue line stinks. They probably don't have goaltending. So let me just see those teams though. And they just go into the playoffs, and I just truly never believe they'll be. Mm-hmm. A legit contender. Maybe people think this about the Oilers too, but like <clears throat> Carolina is one of them for me. I don't see it from New Jersey right now. Um, in the West, like Vancouver is obviously really, really good, but I just don't believe in them. You know what I mean? Like they're legit, and that goalie will drag them as far as they go, similar to like in Nashville. But like yep. even Winnipeg, like I don't know. I just I feel like once they get there, they're just not going to be able to get as far as we all think they might be. But Hellebuck and Demko. I know, and that's the big difference. Yeah. But last season, like, Sergei Bobrovsky became the best goalie in the world Mm -hmm. for, like, a two-month stretch or whatever it was. Yeah. And the wheels fell off. Let's talk a little bit about the playoff picture because I had someone, I think it was Gregor today, who said, like, what a playoff series it would be Edmonton-Vancouver round one. And when you look at it, it's very far from impossible. The idea of Vancouver finishing as one in the Pacific, but not beating out one of the central teams and the Oilers finishing as the top wildcard team. So they get Vancouver entirely possible or Vegas or LA passes Vancouver and Edmonton passes one of Vegas or LA and they're the two, three matchup. It's probably Edmonton's most likely first round opponent. (laughs) When you look at all the other possibilities and there are a bunch Edmonton could play any one of Vancouver, Vegas, or LA. Because again, we're not even halfway through the season. I realize, I realize how premature we're being with this conversation. They could also very easily finish on one in the wild card and face one of Colorado, Winnipeg, or Dallas, whichever one wins the division there. Is there one that scares you the least out of everyone? So are the three teams, Vancouver, Colorado, and Winnipeg? They could play any one of those six. Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, Vancouver, Vegas, and LA. Who scares me the least? And there's a part of me that wants to say it's Van- like, look at who has elite goaltending. Okay, Ottinger's elite. Hellebuck's elite. I know Ottinger can be hit or miss, but I, he has series winning potential. Did it to Calgary. Or almost did it to Calgary. Dallas, Winnipeg, Vancouver have elite goaltending. Okay, this is how I'll do it. Okay. So my sixth team is the Kings. The New Orleans has taken care of them last couple of years. Goaltending, goaltending, like knows Cam Talbot's Cal- had a good year, but like, uh, who knows, right? If you had to power rank him amongst those other six, he's the sixth worst, yep. but he's probably an all-star this year. A, a real all-star. Yeah. Yeah, a real one. <laughs> so then uh, Kings six, I'll say it, Vegas five. Because again, like such a big part of it's going to be goaltending, and yeah. Edmonton outplayed them. They got unlucky they against Vegas. They I'm, outplayed them. I'm not saying they're pretending that Stuart Skinner's better than everyone on this list either. By the way, this yeah. is based off these teams. I would go. Oh, there we go. That that'll help. Dallas, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Colorado. Despite me just saying Winnipeg and Vancouver, I don't think they'll do much in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I think, but you know what? Like Colorado is in a similar state with their goaltending too. Whereas like, I think, um, what's his name? Gorgiev has the most wins in the NHL, but he has like an 8.98 save percentage. Yeah. But their offense is so lethal. And when you can have McCaw and McKinnon and Rantanen on the ice at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. it's obviously a huge threat. So that's kind of how I would do it. That's fair. Why would you do it? I think the team I'd most prefer it might still be LA and then it might just be Vancouver second because they haven't been there quite yet. Not as battle yeah. tested as like Manny as that sounds. No, that that's true. But yeah, also like, banking on Vegas, just running out of gas. Isn't crazy. I honestly think I would rather play any one of the Pacific teams over the central. Any one of the, yeah, me too. Vancouver, Vegas, LA. And then like, I want to get into I, I want to get into a divisional spot so I can guarantee my first two rounds are against Pacific division teams. I don't know if that's crazy, but like Winnipeg legitimately scares me. Mm-hmm. I think they're a cup contender and Connor Hellebuck, it's been 15 straight games where Connor Hellebuck hasn't allowed more than three goals. And Ooh. even in that, he's only allowed three goals once. 14 of his last 15, he's allowed less than three goals. That's pretty good. That's nuts. He can single-handedly beat you. He's the best goalie in the league. Hammer Damco. I think they're co favorites right now on uh, Betway. Really? Yeah. I would. Colorado can outscore you, and they have the, especially if they go get a center, they have the best forward group out of this mix, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's their second line center right now? Ryan Johansson. But they'll go get Kevin Hayes or Elias Lindholm. God, if they get Lindholm, we're in trouble. That's why the Oilers should get him. Yeah. Um, All right. So, again, I think it's important that the Oilers get into one of these spots. You know what's going to set them up? Help set them up in that stretch. What's that? Having a good January. Let's get into our Sherwood Ford Giant question <laughs> of the day. It's brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. You can find out more information about them. They're fantastic. Uh, inventory of new and used vehicles at SherwoodFord.ca. Also learn more about their mobile service department and how being a client at Sherwood Ford the Giant is more than just getting the vehicle. It's everything that comes afterwards. Liam, the Oilers are already one and zero in the month of January. That's a good start. They beat one of the bigger tests in that run. They still have three, six, nine, ten more games to go. So considering the fact they're already one and oh, what do you think their record is going to be this month? How many games do they have? Ten more. Ten more. One and oh. I will say uh nine uh, eight and three. Okay, so they'll go eight and two in the rest, finish eight and three. Yeah, like going to stumble at some point, right? Yeah. Like you could be realistic. Um, Pat, let's flash it up. I got the schedule here. I'm going to break it down and I'm going to give a game by game basis kind of thing here. And if I'm dead right, we'll remember this. We only play Tuesday. What a weird Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, rest of the season. Yeah. All right. So they already started wanting to go against Philly Saturday. They're taking on the senators, the Sens, not playing particularly inspiring hockey right now. They haven't played particularly <laughs> inspiring hockey in a while, mm-hmm. basically all season. Three seven and zero in their last ten. They are four and nine on the road. I think this is a dub. They'll beat the Sens. I'm I'm on a W right. for that one. Ooh, yeah, huh. yeah look at that. See, <laughs> oh yeah, giddy up. We're doing this. You know, like they do the NFL schedule to be yeah, the year where you yeah. pick your wins and losses. Adam Rank. Yeah, Chicago. That's a dub. At the United Center, a little spooky. But two days off, you'll be able to start Stuart Skinner. McDavid's gotten the best of Bedard once. That Chicago team outside of Bedard is. Blaming hot garbage. Their power play is putrid. When they, we had to watch yeah. them that one game, just try to put anything together, it was awful. They'll, they'll beat Chicago. They uh, Chicago not bad at home though, almost yeah. five hundred. But yes, I agree they will win. From there, I think they're due for a letdown. They'll be at eight wins in a row. I said. I think they lose to Detroit. Me too. Detroit, Patty Kane. I know. Again, they're also three and seven in their last ten, but they look good in their last game. Positive goal differential. I think that's a team who is going to start figuring it out more and more. So I have a loss against Detroit. 10, seven and three at home. The Red Wings this season, but the Oilers have bounced back. Well, as played. Yes. They have. I think they go to the bell center on Saturday night. they play the Habs. Well, Montreal's PK hasn't been that great. I think they get a win against Montreal before returning home from the road trip. Yes. So we're sitting at four and one so far in the month. That's pretty good. Okay. They'll return home, Toronto, Seattle, doubleheader. They lose one, win one. They lose Seattle. I think I'm with you. Yeah. Ooh, this the Leafs goal. I know. Yeah. Unscripted. <laughs> We're agreeing on everything. I think the Leafs goaltending, the Oilers can solve that. I think it'll be a shootout. I would take the over in that game all day. And then Seattle again, like 
rattle off a couple of wins, big emotional win against the Leafs team that you have a hair of a rivalry against, I guess. But then you lose to Seattle. Let down. We'll be riding a little too high. We're due for some disappointment. Yep. Then we get to Calgary. Saturday night, we'll be out, uh, or I'll be out at the Fairmont JPL for our Tourism Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. We'll be doing a watch party, and I'm going to say the Oilers come through. I'll be laughing at all the Flames fans in attendance. The Oilers play well at the Dome. That's a win. I'll say win, too. I think I I think I said win the rest of them, then. My also favorite thing when they do this for the NFL season is you actually don't have to give that much insight. You can just make shit up, yeah. which is more or less what we're doing. Uh, three more games in the month, all on home ice. Two of them against lottery teams. One of them against a Nashville team that at this point is looking pretty good, but they've been hit and miss all year. I'm going to say easy win over Columbus. I'm going to say easy win over Chicago. They sweep the season series against the Hawks. McDavid puts Bedard in his place in a very indirect way. Um, And then Nashville, I say they end it with a win. I'm going to say they go eight and two in January. And I don't think that's that insane with the way this team's rolling. No, I don't think so either. I, I, like that Nashville game too, they were embarrassed by them. Mm-hmm. There'll be maybe a, one more slip up somewhere along the way. Like I wouldn't be overly shocked if they lost to Calgary and Calgary, to be honest. I just mm-hmm. think Calgary's a, it's a rivalry game, right? Yeah. It kind of is what it is. So there you go. Their final record in the month will be nine and two. They'll be at 56 points in 46 mm-hmm. games, which when you consider where we were a month ago, I think you take it. Thank you. Take it. We'll take it. I'll we'll take, take any it. kind of win yeah. today, sir. All right, let's move along with the show today and get to the Star Mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more information about them by visiting on them on their website. What's the website? It's starmechanical.ca. I, you, I was going to quiz you. I don't, you know, I know all the answers to these, but I never know when you ask me. I know. I'm so I like hitting you. It's a little curveball, you know? Embarrass me. Uh, he played in over 700 NHL games. He was a first-round pick of the New York Rangers. Michael Delzato joins us on the program. Michael, thanks for hopping on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right. It is an Oilers-centric show, so of course we are going to ask you about Connor McDavid. He's been the big topic over the week because he got his 900th mm-hmm. career point against Flyers, fifth fastest player to do so. You were a veteran in the league when McDavid came in in that 15-16 season. When you think back to that time, what was the buzz like in other locker rooms as you heard about this kid? Was it like, oh my God, he's legit. He's going to rip up the league. Or was it like, who's this punk? Just another overhyped first round pick or first overall pick. No, you knew, you knew he was special. And uh, I mean, every game, that's a focal point when you're going to the locker room beforehand watching tape and you go watch as much tape as you want. They end up being highlight reels and you kind of almost spook yourself a little bit more when you're watching tape on him. He's just that good. Um, he's just one of those guys you can't really defend. Um, you know, the best defenders in the game have a tough time with them. It takes a team, a team effort. Slowing him down through the neutral zone is the best way to slow, uh, to at least take away some of his speed. And, and as a defenseman for me, it's like, I'd almost rather give him gap. And because you see anyone who tries to gap up on a, you can't skate as fast as him backwards, let alone forwards. So he's going to burn you wide and you get him on a breakaway. It's a one-on-one chance. And uh, you know, I like his, his odds. Whereas he's done a great job of changing his game a little bit last year. He was definitely much more of a shooter. So I think he was starting to catch on that, you know, teams were giving a little bit more gap and now he was using defensemen as a screen and scoring that way. So he's just, there's so many ways that he can beat you. He's a special, special player. And, um, yeah, it's fun to watch every single night. There's not one game where you're like, damn, I guess this guy is, is special every night. Again, I'm pulling out all the Oilers Homer questions for this one, but was there ever a moment in your head to head against him where you were just like, Jesus Christ, how did he do that? It happens, it happens every game. It, ha- it happens every game. I'm not sure there's one scenario because you think, Oh my God, this is the craziest thing I've seen him do. And sure enough, next night you're like, Oh my God, he did it again. Or he went up himself. So I'm curious to see, I don't know, two years, three years, five years, seven years from now, what kind of stuff is he doing? You know, the game, I find every five years, the game continues to get faster and faster. The skill level gets, you know, that much higher and, and it, it changes a little bit. Like obviously you're not seeing uh, nearly as much fighting or enforcers on teams, not as much physical play, uh, more of that almost pond hockey style. I think a little bit more in the Eastern conference than the West, but I wonder what he's going to be doing five years from now. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I mean, your career went, started back in 09 with the Rangers, went up until 21, 22 with the Senators. When you compare those two times, like yourself breaking into the league as a guy who came out of juniors and offensive defenseman versus 
how you sit and look at the offensive demon and how easily they seem to break into the league now. Like Luke Hughes jumps in for the Devils and it's like a half a point guy right away. Kale McCarr, that first playoff run for the Avs, jumped in and was scoring goals in the second round of the playoffs like it was nothing. You ever sit there and kind of chuckle like, damn, why couldn't the league have been like this when I hopped in? (laughs) Yeah, a little different then. Like once teams scout you and understand your game a little bit, you know, at that time, the other team, you know, most teams, excuse me, had a fourth line where they weren't the greatest of hockey players and they finished every single check and even third line for that matter. So you're getting matched up against those against those guys and you're not getting the, you know, the number one matchup against the other team's top line you're taking a beating every single night and you weren't able to hold guys up on the four check. Um, there were some, some of the hits you're seeing now at that time you were applauded for, and now you're getting sus- uh, suspension. So uh, again, every five years, there's a huge change. So you're now you're seeing the, the evolution of defensemen coming in where it's not so much about defending. It's like, how quickly can you break the puck out and we can live with the mistakes as long as more often than not, you are breaking the puck out and we are on the offense. So just a very different game now than at least when I came in. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this uh, Ryan Hartman and Cole Perfetti situation. What, <laughs> what do you, what do you think of all of that? Do you think that's where the game still needs to be? Where I, wasn't it? Brendan Dillon fought right after. Brendan like Dillon fought right after yeah, Daniel Kaprizov, like, and then Hartman, yeah. you know, after intent, said he intentionally whacked Perfetti yeah. up top. Like that eye for an eye retribution, I think, is where the conversation is kind of going. Is that? Mm-hmm. Is that still needing the game? I guess is my question. So, so to to a certain degree, for sure, I do love the old school mentality of policing your own game because there is stuff that goes on that, yeah. As much as the ref can call a penalty or whatnot, there's stuff that has to be taken care of amongst players and amongst your teammates. And I think that's what builds winning cultures too. Is knowing that all 23 guys on their team are going to stick up for each other. And and you look at the teams that win every single year, they have that that team um, that team mentality where they're there for each other and that brotherhood. So that old school mentality, I don't think uh, will ever leave as far as winning cultures and, and teams that are going to win the Stanley Cup. Again, where it, where it goes five years from now, ten years from now, are the suspensions going to be that much more um, lengthy as opposed to what they are now? And guys may not be able to stick up for their teammates in certain uh, certain aspects. That I'm not sure. Oh, that's fair. I wanted to circle yeah. back quickly. I had one more thing on the demon side of things, and Evan Bouchard is just. He's a hot debate right now in Edmonton. Early in the season, he was struggling defensively. And now you look, I mean, one of the highest point producing D-men in the league. You look at like the numbers are a point over a point a game D-man. But yet a lot of people watch this team and still see the defensive mistakes, the mistakes with his gap control, pinching at four times and things like that. Uh, If you've had a chance to watch Bouchard at all this year, what do you make of his game? And also maybe speak a little bit to like, the evolution of a defenseman like that in his career. Cause he's still only like 150 games into his career. Like how much longer does it take to figure out the defensive side versus the offensive side? So the offensive side will always come naturally to him uh, being gifted. The defensive side, it's tough because you either learn or you just lose your confidence. And then it just becomes, you know, it, would, it screws with your mind and then you, you have a tough time getting it back. And that's what I'll say just about the NHL in general, really, um, you know, any job, it's like, you know, when you have your confidence, how long can you keep it? And when you don't have it, how quickly can you get it back? So especially as a defenseman, you start giving up your gap and you're getting walked, you're giving up chances after chance after chance, it becomes tough to get that back. So the offensive side, and this is no offense to him. He's, he's very talented, talented offensively. But if you're quarterbacking a power play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you're going to get your fair share of points, you know, fairly easily. Um, as far as the defensive side, I think that is, that's something that may have to do with the coaching staff as far as getting, getting him limited minutes against the other team's top two lines and maybe sheltering him a little bit more, giving him only own zone starts or neutral zone starts and getting him against the other team's third and fourth lines. So sometimes these mistakes don't, end up being goals in the back of your mind. They're just chances against. And hopefully that can maybe turn things in the right direction. Because as we know, goaltending isn't exactly um, their strength there in Edmonton. So uh, typically, you know, any of these mistakes end up being in the back of their net and they're magnified that much more. When I look at Bouchard's career so far, the best hockey he's played has been when they gave him Duncan Keith to play with. And then now with Matias at home, it's really settled them down. Yeah. And I know you might be thinking, well, yeah, no shit. But a good defenseman <laughs> with a young D-man and like, you're going to get better results. Did you have a guy like that for you in your career? And maybe give us some insight into like how much easier it gets if you're partnered with like a good veteran shutdown guy like that. 
Yeah. So earlier in my career in New York, I had uh, Michael Roosevelt, who was, I was going to say early 30s at that time. And he'd been around the league and didn't really get talked about enough, but he was a warrior. The injuries he played through blocking shots, but he was silky with the puck too. And he was just like a very quiet presence. He would talk to me here and there, wouldn't overanalyze the game. And after every shift, oh, you do this, you do that. You kind of let me figure it out on my own and just offer a little bit of advice here and there. And he was just always in good Good position to back me up. Um, as far as the rest of my career, unfortunately, we had so many injuries in New York because we were a team that blocked shots. We had John Tortorella as our coach, so we had guys out. It felt like every couple of weeks, a new guy was out, and you're a, you're with a new partner. So you're just uh, trying to trying to adapt and and play the game and stay healthy. You know, to be quite honest with you. And at that age too, and I, I really at any age, if you're getting minutes, you don't care who you're playing with. If you're playing 20 plus minutes, you're into the game. Um, and it just allows you to be a little bit more creative for sure with the puck. And um, it, it gives you the opportunity too, if you do make some mistakes, the next shift to bounce back and, and make a good play and get your confidence back. So the, uh, the NHL All-Stars again announced tonight. What, what is the, the thought from players when that gets announced, the players want to go to this event. Like there's been times where Ovechkin's like, don't take me. I think, <laughs> think Yager said, I don't want to be part of it. Right. But to be fair, he was, he was very old when he, <laughs> <laughs> like what, so, what do think when they get announced to it? Uh, some guys, the younger guys probably love it. I think if they're in good cities uh, and they are doing a better job of creating fun events. So when the players go there, they can enjoy themselves. It doesn't feel like it is work. Um, but there's money incentive now too. You think, you know, the winning teams and the skills competition. So I think that adds to, uh, their adds to the incentive of them going or their, or the enjoyable, um, their enjoyment of going as opposed to feeling like it is a chore. Uh, but I would say overall, more often than not, guys would rather have, you know, three, four day break than, than having to go play more hockey. Yeah, fair enough. Do, do you think it should be the best players that go though? Or do you think do you like the idea of every team gets a representative? It it should be the best players. Yeah, I know there are some the fan votes. Like you know, I remember years ago when John Scott went in. Yeah, it was a fun thing, and I know John Scott well. He's a great personality and a super fun guy. Um, but if you want to showcase the best, yeah, it should be the best players. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's nice. where we come out to. Frank was just giving us the most amount of crap for our takes yesterday, but <laughs> yeah. that's classic Frank. Uh, I wanted to hit one more area with you. We obviously watch a lot of Western Conference hockey. We've been dissecting on today's show. Who are the biggest threats in the West and things like that? You obviously are based out East in Florida. You watch presumably a lot of Eastern Conference hockey. Give me your true cup contenders in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I, in the, in the whole league, I gave Vegas, Vegas at the start of the year. I think they're going to run it back. I just think they're still built so deep. They're built old school. They have a tough defense to make it hard to get to the net, hard to get to the dirty areas to score in the East. The East is wide open. It's like, you, you know, I said it the other day about the Rangers, you look at their record. I don't think their record is reflective of how they're playing. Um, I think they are going to go through a little bit of a low, which it seems like they have, you know, they tough Carolina loss. Uh, they got dominated the other night. Um, Boston, I think, has played above their pay grade. Um, I, I don't, there's not a team in the East that I love, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, when it comes to, again, to the NHL, I, I like LA and Vegas. Those are my two picks. I just think they're, they have, they're, they're built complete um, and they're built a little bit old school. Again, uh, you know, you come playoff now. I, I know the season has changed and still built on ski, uh, speed, skill. Uh, and that side of the game, but come playoff time, it's, it's tough to win. It's tough to win and to win four rounds. Uh, you have to have uh, a little meat on your bones on the back end uh, specifically. So then let me just quickly ask you wrap up with an Oilers question. What are the Oilers missing from being in that conversation for you? What do you need to see from them in the final 47 games of their season for you to go? They do have a shot at winning it. Well, at the deadline, they're going to make an addition. What that is, who knows? It, easier said than done these days with you know the term of contracts these guys are getting and the money. It's it's tough to make deals. Uh, I'd imagine they're going to go and try and get a goaltender, or they have to get a one of their goalies has to get hot. I mean, yeah, that's simple as that. I think that's the only way they they get to the next round, the the Cup final, or or to, to hoisting the Stanley Cup. I think they. You know, Connor and Leon will do their thing every single year. Um, you just have to get hot at the right time, and goaltending becomes uh, the biggest issue that everyone talks about. Uh, and I hate to be at a dead horse, but that's you know, those are the facts. 
Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. no better example than Florida last year. Bobrovsky was a pumpkin, the worst contract in the league. Couldn't trade him if you attach three first-round picks to him. And then, boom, he's 940 against the Boston Bruins, and they waltz through the first round and then go on to the Stanley Cup final. Like, it is wild. And, I mean, you were a Ranger at a, at a time when, you know, Henrik Lundqvist was in his prime. What's that mindset like when you're going into a game and, like, when he had the stretches where he's dialed? sitting at a 930 save percentage over the last week. How relaxing is that to be at that level when your goalie's at that level? Yeah, especially as an offensive defenseman, it's a nice perk to have knowing if you throw a pizza through the, through the neutral zone or the uh, in the slot, you know that he's there to back you up and more often than not, he's going to make that save. So it, it does allow you a little bit more freedom uh, to take a few more risks. And uh, it's such a luxury to have. And And on the opposite side, if your goalie is is laying an egg and he's having a tough go, you start gripping the stick as a defenseman and you're scared to make any type of play more often than not. You're like, let me just get this puck out of our zone. And it's the safe play, but not always the best play as far as, you know, having possession going through the neutral zone to create offense. So it does, it does play with you mentally for sure. I think that's all the time we got, but Michael, I appreciate the insight, man. Thanks for hopping on and doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Former NHL, Michael Delzato. Liam punches over his computer. The chat made about eight edging jokes in that time. So yeah. great stuff, guys. You're doing awesome. Uh, I specifically said none of that. Uh, that's Michael Delzato on the Star Mechanical Guest Line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. They've been doing it for more than 20 years. They are your spot if you need 24-7 emergency repair. The phone number is 780-481-8833. There you have it, folks. <laughs> there was a... That was awesome. I lo- it's good to hear the perspective of someone who's been there and done it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, That's why I wanted to ask him about like the veteran impact of a guy yeah. like Ekholm on Bouchard, right? Because right. he would be a guy who's gone through that, like he said. Yeah. The um, May I just... Give some. I just saw this on Twitter. It's, it's quite irrelevant to the others, but Edmonton a little bit. So the Wenatchee Wild are making a are going to trade Connor Whoa. Geeky and Matthew Savoy in the, in the WHL. I think Savoy is going to go to Moose Jaw. The rumor is, and Geeky is going to go to Swift Current. And in return, they will get fourteen pieces, in two separate deals. <laughs> Not crazy. So that's I mean, the WHL like, is just bananas. Oh, the, the, I remember last year's in the uh, the Zellweger trade. I think he went from yeah. Everett to Kamloops. It's like. Holy moly, like just the the stuff they can move in those trades is kind of crazy. It's it's a bit like the NBA. You know, there's no cap, you just kinda of go and do it. But the uh Savoy and Savoy on the move and Connie Geeky on the move. It's also funny to like look at the draft board every year in the dub because basically teams like Wenatchee or back when they were Winnipeg, you go through your load up where you trade every pick for the Everything. next 10 years. Yeah. And then Two years later, you're rebuilding. So you up. go and you get a bunch of other teams picked. Yeah. So the draft board's always I, insane. I, it's always funny to, and I totally understand it working at like a junior hockey level, but like all these players could have been traded like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. 
But every single team wants to make sure that Matthew Savoy or Connor Geeky, whoever it may be, is going to the World Juniors as a Wenatchee Wild player. They're uh, not going like, to let them go and be like, oh, he was a, a Moose Jaw Warrior player was there. His name was Matthew Savoy. As I know he was there representing the Wenatchee Wild. And now it's, it's over. It's like a badge of honor for those Yeah, players. it is. Yeah. And, and I totally get it. Like You want to have that in your, in your organization. Mm-hmm. That's how you recruit. <laughs> Uh, you guys are bringing it on the Finning Cat YouTube chat today. It is brought to you by Finning and their online store. Whatever you need. You're trying to make your business better? Finningcat.com, their online service. It does the job. Invest in the future of your business and check out the latest at Finningcat.com if you need to improve productivity. They got you. If you need efficiency with new equipment that you can rely on, they got you. Um, here's what we're going to do. Tomorrow, should we? Should we? No. No? Don't tell them. I think we need to tease it a little bit. Well, the, we're hoping we'll get someone good tomorrow. Yeah, we're hoping we'll get someone good. And We've if not, before, we might do listener questions live. Oh, is that what you were teasing? I was teasing that or the guest. The oh, guest okay. I'll know about soon. And I think what we'll do, because there could be a way at some point to just have people float into a waiting room and we can like pick them out for questions, kind of like a phone line. I think the best way to do it the first time to see if we can trust everybody which I think we can. We'll send some invites out. We'll send some feelers out to people and be like, hey, do you want to be a part of the open line? Yeah. And, and your face get- doesn't have to be on the show. I don't know if we're going to do that, but well, we could just do it like we when, do that. Well, sometimes Pat just joins, doesn't he? And he just does his audio. Pat, do you know how to do that? Like this. Yeah, I'm sure we could figure it out. There you yeah, go. But he's in the same room as us. That's because he's on the road. We did it on After Dark the other day. Yeah, yeah we right. can do it. Okay. So then we might just <laughs> even do, uh, right, we'll see. Tomorrow, there's a couple of different ways the show could go. Either a big guest. Ooh, should I tease? I want to tease it a little. I'll give you a tease. It's not Zach Cassian. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> obvious. Um, big J says, how would you do questions? The chat, we think there might be a way to get people to call in. That's a goal of ours to set up in the news. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll throw a couple out there. We'll see what we can do. But it would, it'll be good. Maybe there's a way to we can do like pre-recorded people stuff? keep saying use discord but i don't understand yeah i don't works. i don't get that i don't understand discord as a piece of technology <laughs> mulek i'll bring my laptop if you need to see my face <laughs> it's up know, to you maybe. <laughs> um this damn watch man i feel like such a grandpa with new technology yesterday i uh so i did my virtual golf league for yeah. some wednesdays and my f- <laughs> and it shows you your it shows you how you hit right yeah and I, I never usually watch, but when we went on a driving range, I started watching them. And I swing like an old man who has two dislocated hips. Mm-hmm. It's not, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, what? Remember, we golfed together, Liam. We I won. Sign up there. Imagine we didn't win. We didn't win. We had a good time, though. Yeah. Tyler, clearly agent. Well, it's just, I don't know, man. And I get, so today during DFO Live, it kept, keeps pinging because I have all yeah. my notifications on there. So I went to go turn it off and I was like, oh, this little buzzing thing oh, is probably right. vibrate. So I hit it and then my phone just goes off. So I'm live on the air with Frank and my phone's making a beeping noise and I don't know how to put this thing on vibrate. I oh, just no. want it on vibrate. Oh, you can oh, on vibrate. I don't know. But if you put your phone on do not disturb, then you won't get alerts on your watch. But I need my phone I on know. disturb in case someone important calls me. That's true. Zach Cassian. <laughs> yeah, maybe Cassiano. <laughs> Out of the ball. blue. Uh, okay, let's move along to the menu for DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off in zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. What do you need to do? Download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. There it is. Uh, there you go. New Year's resolution try more local restaurants? DoorDash. Order you- in more food? DoorDash. Get groceries delivered to your house? DoorDash. I did a New Year's resolution. And this would help me with a DoorDash, to be honest. Um, gotta read more. My my goal is to I'm not I can read perfectly fine, but I am uh I'm trying to read more consistently. So my goal is to read a book a quarter. And it's not that like I'm a pretty good reader, I just have no time. Like I have very little time to like sit there and read and put my mind to it. So at the end of the day, I'm just like so tired from everything. Mm. I just don't wanna read so i've started reading the other day i started reading christine sinclair's new book oh good so far so far so good we could do if you're going to stick to it we could do a liam book club we could okay that's a lot of pressure but i will do it so at the end of april i will have a book or we could just do liam book reports sure 
I'll finish when I finish my book. I'll let you guys. Know. All right. So we're gonna hold you to it. My New Year's resolution is to drink more water. I've taken two sips of this during the show and eat more fruit. I got fruit for lunch. Is that an onion? No onions. Sorry, <laughs> busy hitting my my goal. I, there you go. Uh, what's the score in USA Finland? And I see Rusty just said, "Let's go Snuggerud." Oh, two one Finland. The um, Finland Sweden would be a sick end to the World Juniors. I am I'm disappointed in the World Juniors this year. What? Not through and it's through nobody's fault, and it's my selfish reasons. But like, I miss having it in Canada, the US. Like, I, I love watching the World Juniors, but it's just difficult to to care about it when, like, right now it's noon and the game just started, and it's like huge game, but it's not for me. Yeah, Mulek was on the score. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, all right, so the menu today, DoorDash content-wise here around uh, Oilers Nation is that we have a new episode of the Real Life Podcast dropping in a little bit. Um, that'll probably come out around 2.30-ish, 3 o'clock, and then that's it. Tomorrow, back with Owen every day, back with Owen Radio, yeah. and then uh, game day stuff over the weekend as they're back. Not back in action until Saturday. Again, we saw the schedule. They play every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this month. And then they have their bye week leading into the All-Star break. Oh. If they have a lot of games in hand now, how many games in hand are they going to have? Well, it's going to be a busy, busy little third half of the season, I guess. Third quarter. Third, third of the season. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> what a third show. What a great show today. Uh, I always say whenever you can tell we're in mood sometimes. We were yeah. low on ideas coming into this one, but these shows tend to fly by. It also helps we had a former Oiler. It is former a NHL. former NHL. Yeah, we needed him bad today. Yeah. It is a. Uh, it's tough to talk about the Oilers when they they don't play for a few days. I like know. I hate rinse and repeat and things. Like sometimes just be a dead horse and it's like, what am I going to talk about? There's but nothing new I can add to this conversation. Uh, Mulek said, "PWHL talk when the Toronto team hasn't scored yet." LOL. I uh-huh. I haven't watched yet, but by the thing I've seen it, of course, it's actually, like, like it looks pretty good. It's super physical hockey, which I like. And yeah. I like that rule they put in about if you score a shorty, the penalty yeah. is over. Like it, you need to walk the line of being new and innovative without being gimmicky. Like you don't want this yeah, to seem yeah. like the XFL. And I think they're doing a really good job of like making it authentic hockey, but something that's a totally different viewing experience uh, than just the NHL. And the crowds are, are very good so far. Which sold which out in Ottawa. Awesome. I think it's like eight thousand people there. Did they not? Something. Yeah, it's like the record for the most for a professional mm-hmm. women's hockey game, but. I just don't watch a lot of hockey unless it's the Oilers mm. or like some random U17 game in the middle of Leduc. You know what show I watched recently? <laughs> I do. Yeah, because we talked about it. Because I said, <laughs> I texted you, I said, you'd love this show. And you said, already yeah, watched I'm it. watching it, yeah. Um, Shrinking with Jason Segal on Apple yeah. TV. Um, it's really good. I'm not like mm. a, I'm not a TV or movie snob or whatever. I like something that's going to make me laugh. A bit of a storyline is nice too, obviously. And this walks that balance really nicely. Yeah, I've you only get, watched a couple episodes, but it's good. Have you not done it? No, I haven't done it. Harrison I'm, Ford's in it, yeah. Yeah, Harrison Ford's in it. I've kind of... I'm I'm just in and out on these shows. I watched Elvis the other day. I think I said down the yeah, show. Yeah. That was all right. I don't know. I got to watch. I got to really find a good show to watch. Maybe I'll just get into shrinking a little bit more. JBD said, I love that show. There you go. Yeah. It's Apple TV has some good shows. Yeah, the morning show. Ted on, Lasso is on Apple TV. Until the third season. Third season of Ted Lasso lost me. Of course it did. What? What? It's just all good. All like, right. do you know what though? Like I shouldn't I won't say this. All right. I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Apple TV, shrinking was good. Ted Lasso is good. We got some good movies too. Um is that other one on Apple TV with Adam Scott? Someone will tell me in the chat, but it's about you go to work and you have like a different brain. And when you leave work, you have a different brain. Is and it good? I've, I've, people oh, keep watched. telling me it's amazing. I can't remember what it's called though. But, um, yeah, that's uh, supposedly a really good one as well. Adam Scott. All right. There's a TV is- update on what we're watching tonight. Yeah. Um, wrap up the show with our Betway bets. The Jets, Winnipeg, that is on the puck line tonight. They're even money against the Sharks. The Sharks have yeah. like one win in their last 11 games. Granted, it came against Winnipeg, but I think Winnipeg just, Bring takes it to him tonight. I think that game's going to be a blowout. I almost want to adjust it and take the Jets minus two and a half tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, well. Chase a payout. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Um, yeah, I like the Jets on the puck line. The show is called Severance. Ah, there you go. Um, I don't have any bets tonight. I will wait for some. Oh, today's Thursday. No Thursday nighter. 
No Thursday night football. We're done with Thursday night football. Saturday nighter. I'm I'm essing my pants about the Bills. Mm, you should be. I think they're. Oh, I'm so How about they released audio? Like uh, the guy who was supposed to have checked in with the ref. Oh yeah, I know. They, he was mic'd up. I'd drop they, it. No, <laughs> the Lions should be twelve and four or whatever they should be right now. We should be fighting for this NFC tomorrow. JBD said. JBD said go go Ravens. I am cheering for the Ravens so hard on Saturday. Go Ravens. I believe they'll win. I like to consider myself like a rational Oilers fan. Like I don't get too crazy highs, lows. I get big on the lows. I ride the roller coaster every night. With with football, I don't really understand the sport all that well. I've said this before in real life, I think. I don't understand the sport. I know nothing about how the salary cap works. No, I don't get that. I couldn't identify a defense or whatever outside of what I've learned from playing Madden. But I love watching the games. I'm very invested in them. Yesterday, I was sitting there. I came second in a fantasy football league, so I got some money. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I think if I buy another Bills jersey, <laughs> that will help push them over the edge. So I went and bought a James Cook jersey. You did? Yep. I was like, I believe, and then I looked and it's not going to be here for like a week. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what they're going to be out of the playoffs and I don't have a New Jersey show up. That would be a disaster for you. The, uh, so, sorry, what's the scenario? You need to beat the Dolphins to get in. And then we're in. If the Bills lose to the Dolphins, either the Ravens have to beat the Steelers or win. the Titans have to beat the Jags. The Titans, have, I mean, they could surprise them, but the Ravens are sitting everyone. They're four-point dogs. At the, home. The Bills right now, it says, if they lose, it's on NFL.com, very reliable source for NFL news, 67% chance if they lose. To yeah, because the there's two other results that could go either way. I like your odds still. 99% if you win. Let's see. All right. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. We will be back tomorrow. 1201, 1202, 1203 Eastern time or Mountain time. We'll see. We'll let you know. Be in the YouTube chat and we'll talk tomorrow on Oilers Nation every day. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.